Hey, it's Ken Stortz with Live with Dr. Ken. I am Dr. Ken Stortz, president of Visible Music College and Madison Lawn Records. And today I'm here with my great friend, Austin Black, who is going to be the guest interviewer interviewing me. That's we, right. We're normally we've had, had Amy, sorry. <clears throat> we're normally we've had Amy ask me questions. It's uh, Austin Black from Behind the Tunes podcast and um, generally a great guy. So. Over to you. I paid paid to say all those things. So, yeah, so I'm glad to get to have this conversation with you. Um, We've got to talk about some of these things in the past. And so it's such a a fascinating story. Um, One, you know, here you are today, founder, president of a college, which very few people can say that. But going back to your roots, which was really the launching point for this idea of Visible Music College. You were in a band that maybe people have heard of, a few of them, yeah. called Skillet. Yeah. Okay, what was the origin of Skillet? Where did that band come from? Well, uh, John Cooper, who still does Skillet, um, he and I and Trey McClurkin, the original three members of Skillet, were all um, in church together, and we were doing different bands. I was doing a metal band, sort of, well, sort of metal, and then we moved to more of a sort of punk band. And then John was doing sort of a a crazy, uh, sort of metal-ish band and then moved into funk. So I had a punk rock trio, John had a funk trio, and Trey was playing sort of regular, just, you know, uh, uh, Bon Jovi and stuff like that, just (laughs) rock. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it, just rock. And so uh, the three of us were in church together. Our pastor suggested, hey, you guys are going to be doing music forever. Why don't you form one band together and throw it all these sounds, throw all these sounds in the skillet and call it skillet. We actually had the idea to call it skillet. Uh, to which we said, we like playing together. That's a stupid name, but let's, <laughs> let's you know, go ahead and practice. So, yeah, write some songs together. So, so here this band is born. It's still going today. And then you're living through this college in many ways. So in those early years, uh, you know, a lot of people see the bands when the lights are on, the big stages, the big crowds. Um, but you guys are just starting out in a church, yep. coming from, in essence, three different bands, so to speak. And now you're a band. You're one band called Skillet, a name you don't like. Yeah. Uh, what were those early days like? How did you develop as a band? Well, we were real new to writing together, obviously. We got signed and, uh, you know, we we played one show. We we made a tape, a cassette tape, (laughs) and we got signed to a record deal, and then we were writing music for a record pretty soon after. Just uh, God God opened up the door with the local uh, record label, Ardent, which working through Forefront in Nashville, and there was a a dropped band uh, that did some things, and they got, they opened up a slot, and we were like, oh, we're up to make a record this year and put it out in, in uh, so we were new writing music together. Um, we were new being together as three human beings and two of us married, and both newly married. And so then we lived in a van together with us and our sound guy who was away from his family. So uh, that's like, you know, being in a whole new family on the road, learning each other. And John was 19 to 20 years old. so. He was also, you know, very young, and uh, we were all very inexperienced. How old were you at the time? I was uh, nine years ahead of John, so I was kind of 27, 28. Okay. And um, 
I ended up sort of being the manager on the road, you know, sort of the uh, road manager working with the different venues and churches and things like that. And uh, early, I just remember a lot of stuff early on, which is just funny, like all of us trying to figure out how committed are we to do this thing because it's hard, hard work. And, you know, sound guy wanted to get paid. Uh, Trey wasn't even going to be playing drums, you know. He was ready to, at one time, he was about to move on from drums until we started. You know, I had a new child on the road with us even. You know, John was very newly married and very young. And so it was um, a learning experience. I'll just leave it there and save all the other stories if John also known. Yeah, that's right. I was getting a disclosure sign or something. That's right. So that, one thing I want to hit on that I think is interesting is you guys signed with a record, uh, we're signed a record deal, which many people yeah. think like, that's it. Like right. we signed a we've arrived, life is simple, life is easy, but you're paying it to the picture. You're saying, yeah, we had the record deal and there are many pluses with that, but we were still a new band, in many ways, new relationships in that yeah. realm, you know, Kind of speak to that a little bit, the, the, the myth of just getting a record deal fixes everything as far as life's concerned. Well, I ended up with this philosophy. It, you spend about six years normally trying to get a record deal and about six years trying to get out of it. And that's, that's sort of <laughs> what I've seen just bands over the years. Um, it, it's, really, it, it's really somebody, and now I run a record label, so I have about the same amount of sympathy on the label side and the artist side. Uh, it's really about that relationship being right and um, within the band, with the label, things like that. that, that just that constant communication with each other that needs to be really healthy. And so, um, which it rarely is in a brand new band. And I would say we were very grounded with our church and our pastoral discipleship and leadership. And that saved Skillet. You know, we were committed uh, Christian men and, and really... Uh, probably in our estimation more so than many of the bands around us that were you know going through that very hard time so we we were I think we'll be eternally grateful for that connection to the church and we had really well-meaning um, and often skilled label people who were committed Christians and loved what we were doing and seeing the impact of that on culture and so we had a common mission and a lot of communication uh, but it's really hard. It's just really hard to work with a label, and you you need a team around you, and and uh, boy, you you just need a lot of support to be a band on the road. It's so it is very difficult. It's it's not the end. It's the beginning of the work. Yeah. So you've got a record deal. You're on the road. You're getting to know each other. You're having kids. So. Yeah. And and you spoke a minute ago. You said yeah, you're in the band. You're guitar player in the band. But also in essence, you're the road manager. You're the one. Booking the shows, developing relationships. Well, everybody's kind of got roles, usually in bands. What were those roles like in the early days? Yeah, we all unloaded the trailer and okay. we all loaded it back up. So 3 p.m. to 1 a.m. we're working, we're, we're, you know, we're at work eight to 10 hours a day. And so we packed a small trailer in the van and drove around the country and all the shows were very too much, too far apart every day. It was a lot of driving. And we all drove. And um, Trey ultimately would set up all the tech and the, we had some tracks and things like that. He would set up tech stuff a little bit. Uh, and I think John would set up merch quite a bit. I would work with advancing the shows and calling ahead. And, uh, but we all did trailer stuff. We all did appearances after the show. 
Um, and that's you know, it's an important part. I think the band ought to be involved in meeting with the fans, even if they don't want to, or if they're shy or whatever. Um, they should all be involved in meeting with the fans, and they should also um, be involved in the cleanup and the work. You know, that's 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 the thing. Uh, somehow, at that level, you, you should be until until you don't have to be, and then you you know, ultimately the front person does a lot of more radio or things like that. You know, that just makes sense, but. Um, for camaraderie, we did a lot of work together. Everybody had jobs, like you said. And that, again, like people think, oh, I'm in a band, my job is to play guitar or sing. Right. But the reality, and, and we see when the lights come on for the hour, hour, 15 minute show, whatever. Thank you. Yeah. But it's 3 p.m. to 1 a.m., and now you're driving. Yeah, outside of that, we're driving. <laughs> now yeah, you're driving somewhere new. Yeah, either at 1 or at 7, you know, we're starting again. You talked about the importance of just connecting with fans mm-hmm. after shows, things like that. What, what what did you learn as far as the importance of that? Really, for the longevity right now, skill it. Um, and just oh, any band, yeah. what's the importance of just giving your time to connect with those that take the time to come to your shows? Well, I think early on, we recognized, um, this was early in the internet, early in the email, uh, you know, young people having emails and all this stuff and phones and everything. So we, we learned early on, and I spent a lot of time uh, marketing to our, you know, new fan base and developing the pan heads and all that stuff. Um, things that really set up skill for the long term, and it, it would not be happening now had John not continued uh, the fan development and the the care for people and, and his natural gift for evangelism and seeing people's lives changed. Uh, having a mission as a band, you know, through stages of life, imagine going 20 years, that's a great interview for John. But for me, I, I continually start new bands with, you know, Visible Music College. And so I'm constantly trying to get those bands to uh, recognize that they have an audience and that audience is some are people you should care about. You know, not just with a message, not just, okay, become Christians or listen to my music or love me, but um, this is sharing life. And, and a lot of those stories come out. The songs you share become the stories of those people's lives. And you get amazing stories later in life how people were changed. And uh, that is the real, true, lasting beauty of doing a band and having impact is decades later. People with my life was changed because of you. And that's. That's priceless. So you, you're on the road, you've got these roles, kind of defined them, and, and a lot of things you do separately, a lot of things you do together. You personally, you know, what, what are the things you kind of carried with you even today, maybe, that, that you learned on the road, early days with, with Skillet, that you learned in that role that you carry with you now? Yeah, it's, it's funny. There's a couple things that were said in heated moments or in difficult moments when I was on the road that I today still weekly go back and check myself on, and and that's that's important. That's that's people don't really talk about this in, in ministry and leadership. You hopefully continue to grow the rest of your life, and you know you take some of those things that were at one time vague criticisms or vague uh, issues, and they become like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to those small people the rest of my life, or I'm gonna watch how I treat others, or I'm gonna become a little more this or that because I recognize those, uh, you know, um, pressure cooker moments, you know, people people are living with you and they're exchanging 
information that you need. Um, and so today I still do that. And I think the whole idea of Madison Line Records and Constant Attention, which is our system of just getting people involved in the industry and understanding what they're supposed to do and constantly little relationship things. It's super important because my experience on the road, although we had a manager that was our, a pastor and a, a loved mentor, we were mad at our management daily mm -hmm. because we were out there with like a 10 hour drive and a 10 hour setup, you know? Uh, so that constant attention is built that I spend every day working from that's built around that experience of even the best setup needs constant relationship and this little system going. So you're 20 years in here, visual music college, 20 plus years since those beginning days yep. with Skillet, the music industry as a whole has, has seen just enormous changes and differences uh, just from that point to this point. What kinds of things do you see still in the music industry and ministry itself uh, that, that you saw even back then? Well, somehow we can't get on top of this artist care thing, which is labels and people around artists and musicians calling them to responsibility, helping them adjust emotionally, caring for them and pastoring them on the road. We still can't seem to get that that's necessary. How many young stars have you seen burn out or fall down and not have relationship and team around them? Um, we're still working on that. It seems crazy 20 years in that the same folks that said what Visible needs to do is, is train musicians and managers and people for relationship and for solid lives in Christ before they get out there and, and hold people to some kind of community standard. Um, and they're still saying it 20 years later. Uh, all, the, all the names have changed, everybody's switched jobs and rebought each other in the circle, circulation of labels. But same people have such great hearts to care for the artists. Um, we're still not doing that well. And we, so it's still needed people to care for artists, uh, invest in artists, spend the time, listen to them, and also, you know, check their egos and put them in like, hey, this is service. And even if you're a big star, there's a responsibility there um, to be a person, you know. So. The more things change, the more they stay the same. <coughs> yes. He's yeah. Dr. Ken Storrs, right here at Visual Music yes. College. Live with Dr. Ken. Thanks for uh, you got interviewing me, Austin. Anytime, anytime. Yeah.